Welcome to the Tesla Talks podcast, folks. Welcome back to another, you know, this is turning into almost like a monthly thing. Um, and it's supposed to be a weekly show, which has never been a weekly show. It's been probably weekly and then bi-weekly. We even, you know, we flirted with, with that, but it's never been <laughs> a full weekly show just uh, due to scheduling and stuff. Like that. So, you know what? If it happens to be a monthly show for uh, the time being, so be it. We try to get on it when we can. I try to bring you one of these all-star guest lineups like we have tonight. Um, but can't always. Like, I mean, uh, everyone's got busy schedules and stuff like that, and I respect everyone's time. So I thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for being on the show tonight. And and even the people that are watching at home, uh, even if you're, if you're not watching live, but you're uh, listening to the audio podcast, you're watching the YouTube uh, video uh, podcast part of it, at a later date, I just appreciate you guys' time and uh, tuning in and stuff like that. But the people in in my uh, panel are the people I, I really appreciate. We'll start at the top. Paul, Mr. Tesla Connect, welcome to the show and thanks for uh, joining us, buddy. Hello. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I got to say that Dax is probably one of the nicest, if not the nicest, um, you know, Tesla YouTuber out there. So I just wanted to give you a little shout out back, uh, Dax. So, thanks, Dax. Buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Such lies. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Paul doesn't lie. Really a bastard, that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I'll keep the persona going. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. The check's in the mail. Excellent. Or, or do you want to just EMT this time? <laughs> uh, I'll take a Cybertruck. Say, okay, yeah, yeah. A straight. Wait, a what? <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, I know. When I'm, you I'm, said. I'm, Juicing the audience. Yeah, when you said Cybertruck, I was like, well, what's that again? But then I remembered. I remembered. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Darren. Darren is from uh, Drive Tesla Canada, the, the uh, informative uh, website. If anyone uh, gets any of their Tesla news or EV news, it's from. That's where I get my Tesla news. That's all I, I don't know where what's I get. Going on if I don't you know, follow Darren. So. Go to DTC. Welcome, Darren. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dex. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, see, whenever I, I'm not going to give out your your home address or anything, but whenever we do these podcasts, it's amazing when Darren comes on the show. A because the the just I mean, all my guests have a wealth of knowledge, but Darren, because running the website, he has that extra wealth of knowledge that we really appreciate. But also, he's completely on the other side of the country for us so for and there's time change and everything so, so for him to come on the show with the time exchange and everything i really appreciate it not that i don't appreciate you guys coming on i know you, half of you guys you, I, these other two to this side of me are like within an hour drive of, <laughs> of me but still i do appreciate mm -hmm. it uh which which leads us with last but not least mr northern tesla dan thanks for coming on thanks thanks for having me it's good to be here no problem. Dan is probably one of the hardest uh, up-and-coming YouTubers, um, creators in, in the Tesla community right now. He's putting out content at least once or twice a week, which which is commitment. And, you know, it shows um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, where you do it every day. What's the word? Um, Help me out. Uh, <laughs> reliability? Uh, reliability, yeah. yeah. I, know, I, do, I do once a week, so let's not yeah. – uh, that's not twice a week, but once a week, and I try hard. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Well, thanks, guys, for coming on the show. Um, before we get going on, on the show, we got a bunch of topics. Um, let you guys know that uh, if you're – if 
if you don't have a chance to like listen to this in its full entirety and you have to jump in and out and stuff like that, which is totally understandable, uh, you can pick it up. It'll be on YouTube after that. But if you just want to uh, get it in your car or get it while you're doing a workout or doing something where you can just have headphones in, in your ear, just sort of like Paul does there, you can get it on the uh, audio streams. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> just like that. Um, I'm not wearing earrings. <laughs> no, they're not. They're definitely not. And even if you were, there's nothing wrong with that's that. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, you, you can get us on all the major uh, audio podcast streaming systems there are out there. Apple, Google, Spotify. If I missed any. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's in the Tesla because, you know, it's it's uh, you can get it from Spotify yeah, and you can get it and tune in yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend if you can't uh, listen to it actually when we're doing it live or if you can't watch it on YouTube, you can get it on the go. So um, check those out. They seem to do pretty decent uh, throughout the week type of thing. So let's get uh, let's get uh, on with the show. We're not going to mess around anymore here. Where is my first article? Right coming up here. So, I mean, of course, the biggest thing this week in the news has got to be you know, in, in the Tesla news, at least, is this whole uh, beta button thing. And with the release of um, 2021.32.22, not 21, uh, it brings the uh, request for full self-driving beta, which is is the button. And this article is, um, uh, might look familiar to you, Darren, because I think uh, you wrote it. It's uh, from Drive Tesla Canada. So I, I love how you do the pictures, too, and you do put in the videos and the and, uh, the tweets and stuff like that's very, very professional. So like Darren says, you know, it took a while. I mean, when, when would the, this button fiasco start? Was it back in like March or May or something like that? It's been a yeah, few months. Like April, yeah. Yeah. So it now. It feels like December though. <laughs> I, I know this whole, this whole thing feels like that. So basically now what I'm saying here, this is for our U S friends because here in Canada, this whole panel is Canadian. Uh, we can safely say that we aren't seeing this. Who knows for for, now for the week, for the next year, for the next few months. Who knows? So oh, it's coming. No, it's coming. You, it, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it says it's coming. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just keep asking Elon. That's what he keeps saying. Actually, I think someone someone. I digress. I'm going off on a tangent. Let me just get back to the article. So it's called Request Full Self-Driving Beta. And it's in, in I guess, the system in there in, in the car. So what Darren says is what you have to go to is uh, navigate to the controls, autopilot, and then in there it'll say Request Full Self-Driving Beta. And then you just follow the instructions. Now, when that came, like, okay, let's rewind. When it first was talked about when Elon first made that whole, oh, yeah, we're going to put in a button, and you just press the button, and it'll download to your car. That obviously is a far cry from how it is now. Now what it is is you, you're you almost applying to become a beta tester, uh, and then not just on your application, which is probably just clicking the button or something like that. Now you have to go through a test, like a safety score. They call it a Tesla safety score. And in those um, – in that safety score, you have to prove to them that you're going to be a quote-unquote good driver uh, for a period of one week. I, I thought it was going to be longer, but it, it works out to be a week. And there's five different categories that uh, Tesla's looking for. And uh, Darren lays them out good here. There's forward collision warning per 1,000 miles. <laughs> I hope you don't drive 1,000 miles in a week. 
Because <laughs> that's I, I, anyways, heartbreaking, aggressive turning, unsafe following, and forced autopilot disengagement. So those those are the scores, and there's a way to determine how you go about doing it. I'm not going to get into that because um, they talk about acronyms like PCF, whatever that means, and stuff. Do you want, do you want, do you want to walk through the calculus? No. So that everyone understands the math. No, no. no there's <laughs> there's something <laughs> here with a lot of numbers. If I if you guys are watching at home, there's a lot of numbers that minus another bunch of numbers times. P, uh, you know, no, we're not going to get into that. I um, know how they came up with those numbers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd love to know how they came up with. Those yeah. Numbers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think I think I know how it happened. I think Elon was in the bathroom and he <laughs> fell and he hit his head on the toilet. And first he thought of the flux capacitor, but he couldn't quite piece it together. So he came up with how to score the uh, safe driving. Yeah. Well, I wonder what that noise would make if your head <laughs> hits the toilet. Can, can you uh, give us a, a demo of what that sound would make? <laughs> okay. So on top of that update and going through that uh, stuff. You also have to update your app, apparently. Cor correct me if I'm wrong, right, Darren? Yeah, to be able to see what your score is, you have to have the new version of the app. Yes, the latest version. And in that app, and in that newest version, this is what it looks like for people, uh, you know, watching at home. It's a safe, safety score, <laughs> and even look at it. Even the safety score program is in beta. <laughs> <laughs> is, is everything live in beta with Tesla? Should Tesla change the name of their company to beta? Tesla beta. <laughs> Tesla beta, yes. Well, you know, it worked for Google, but... Um, yes, it did. So so can I jump in on this? You can you can jump in whenever okay. you like, buddy. So I, I did a lot of driving today. I've uh -huh. gone like about, I don't know, 200 kilometers or so today. And I was thinking to myself about thinking about this whole thing and how I would score right? And I don't think I'm going to score very well. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and it's not because I'm a bad driver, right? It's because I drive like a normal person. Yeah. Right? And I think normal people are going to get not very good scores because in the real world, sometimes, you know, especially during heavy traffic, you got to do things like um, maybe follow a little bit closer than you normally would if, if the traffic was flowing very quickly, all these type of things. And you're hearing already people saying that, oh, we're getting these forward collision uh, warnings. They must not have, um, you know, vision, I guess, but they're getting forward collision warnings probably from the radar version. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think I'm going to score very well because I don't drive like an old lady. I'm sorry. No offense to old ladies out there. If there's any watching or listening, I love old ladies. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I really think <laughs> old ladies contribute to society. Um, <laughs> but I think let me, let me take that terrible. shovel away from you. <laughs> how, how do you guys think you're going to score? Well, even like yesterday, I was driving and I was making a, a right hand turn at a red light. So, like, <laughs> not the yet. Lane, no, the lane was open. On the right side, but there's a car in the left lane, and it hit off that car and gave me the collision warning, even though I was I was turning right at the time, so it still gave me the collision warning. So I don't know. You and feel the, the other thing that, that drives yeah. me bonkers. Sorry, I'm on a roll now. Is no, go, roll <laughs> so away. There's a couple of uh, of narrow roads where I live, where the lanes, the markings are really narrow, and if it, I defy anyone getting through there without getting the take control immediately because Tesla thinks you're going outside of your but lane. That's on the list, though. So, well, is it? No. 
Well, I don't know. It's a warning. You're going outside the lane. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in there somewhere. Yeah. But anyhow, my point being is, is I don't think it's humanly possible to drive perfectly. And I, this might be controversial, controversial <laughs> or whatever, but it might not even be safe to drive like that. So I, I'm just throwing that out there. No, buddy. Yeah. I, I, go, sorry, go ahead, Darren. No, I was, I was going to say, I agree. Um, I think the way most people drive on a day-to-day -day basis isn't good enough for the way the score is being calculated. You have to change yeah. your driving behavior and your the way you normally drive to suit what Tesla is looking for. And you, you mentioned, Paul, about um, driving in heavy traffic. I've seen that from several people who have complained that driving in rush hour traffic uh, or heavy downtown traffic on city streets just absolutely kills your score, which is kind of ironic because this is uh, full self-driving for city streets. Yeah. And you know what? I, li listen, I, I totally agree with, with all you guys. Um, I get what Tesla's trying to do. They're really, really skittish and paranoid about expanding this and getting some Yahoo to get into an accident. Cause you, we, we all know how the media is going to be with it. Right. So I get it. They're paranoid, but you're exactly right. This isn't realistic. This isn't really, we, at least for the GTA and, and, and maybe, uh, over where you are, Darren, it's it's very similar. I know down in the states, it's very similar. I think just our our Western modern society's uh, idea of driving is that you you have to not I don't want to say aggressive, but you have to be very you have to be a different driver. You can't be driving Miss Daisy. You can't be a Sunday driver because you're right. That's that's not how realistic how people drive. You don't have to be an a hole. You don't have to be an Audi driver, but you have to be <laughs> yeah. But you have to be like you. Ha you have to be. Maybe the word I'm looking for is you have to be defensive, and so, being defensive is good. Not good. 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 Yeah. Good with that algorithm, I think. So you mentioned about weeding out the yahoos, right? Yeah. So some of the yahoos are really smart and they're really clever, and they're going to drive like so nicely this week, right? And then next week, what happens? Right. They'll manipulate so, the system. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not really sure how great of a system this actually is. Um, and, uh, you know, and if, if you look outside of the US, right, like right now it's very US centric, right? But can you imagine, have you guys ever been to India, right? Have you ever driven in New Just Delhi? Just last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, you know, this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, you're right. And, and Noah brings up a good point in the chat room. He says the whole thing is safety score is that it isn't about how safe the driver you are. It's about the insurance telemetry. Uh, and, and that's a good point. Like there was somebody a couple weeks ago or last week that asked me if Tesla insurance ever came, would I get it? I'm like, not a chance in hell. I mean, I, I agree with, you know, uh, you know, Tesla, I guess, disrupting the, uh, the, the, insurance industry and i get it it's got to get better but i don't want to have to you know one day decide that i want to go a little spirited and 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 press the accelerator and go a little fast and then next month my insurance goes skyrocketing right like so it it all goes yeah. back to that unrealism of of it, it's them knowing everything issues, you do yeah right? yeah and and people who bought fsd here we go noah Okay. People who bought FSD four years ago and maybe have bought it four times, like some idiot has bought it four times. Can you believe it? Um, that's me, by the way. 
But uh, no, no, don't, don't pan out. <laughs> but, <laughs> you said idiot. Sorry. So I thought that was yeah. my cue. So you said idiots. Like I'm like full of front and center idiot. Um, Sorry. But, it's just a program taking over now. Yeah. When, and, and even if you buy it today, right, unless something has changed, I mean, the disclaimer, at least four years ago, okay, the disclaimer was different. It really positioned it as full self-driving, right? That was coming to you very soon. And then they changed the the disclaimer, I think it was sometime late 2019, to be a lot more nebulous about what FST, FSD will actually give you, right? So, but my point being is along this whole timeline, no one ever said, give me your $10,000 and then I'm going to do some math and tell you if you can have the product, right? So here's like, just so that Noah gets his money's worth, let's get started. <laughs> I'm going to make a statement and I want you guys to prove me wrong, okay? Convince me otherwise, okay? Here's my statement. The entire thing with FSD, since its inception in 2017, the, the marketing of it, the rollout of it, the all these type of things has been absolute, complete bullshit. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I, I agree, but I have nothing more to say. I mean, if I could stand up, I'd stand up and give you a know, standing ovation. Okay, uh, I and, and, a conversation. And I, <laughs> I haven't. Oh, you thought there'd be a difference of opinion? Like, no, I thought there'd be some conversation around it. But no, no, you know that's what? That's how I feel about it. it. It has, like, because you're right. Like, I mean, I get things change in in four years, but and I haven't even uh, been in in it for four years like you have. So yeah, you have more skin in the game. But I get things change, but. At no point did they ever did they would anyone imagine that yeah, for, fast forward four years and now you're in like some kind of um, lottery or some kind of like you have to be on your best behavior to get it. No, sorry, you have my ten thousand dollars. Even whether it's four years ago or four months ago, like, and this is what's Thanks, le Noah. legitimately pissing people off. So I'll be devil's advocate here. Let's just say. I get the reason why they're doing this uh, safety thing is because obviously, obviously the media scrutiny is going to be there if anything happens. And the way they're like, people are getting pissed off that, they, yeah, you got my $10,000 before what, right? But it's still the FSD beta at this point. Like, it's not the full package. So um, I think that's why they're saying that you're, you have to get the safety score to get this. You're still you're testing product right now. You're just the tester. So I think that's why they're doing this the way they're doing it but i totally agree with paul in terms of like the delays and all this stuff and people are just getting annoyed with it right but i also get what how that where they're coming from right yeah. like i think you know is there a product to sell yes or no and if there isn't a product to sell then you know perhaps wait till it's ready before you sell it right like it just Again, you know, and I, and I think there's a silent majority out there. I mean, I got hammered on Twitter when I tried to uh, <laughs> to put this view forward, right? And, and it's kind of like a little bit of a challenge with the Tesla community now where, you know, it seems any bit of criticism just gets you, you know, headhunted or head chopped off by, you know, a very few, you know, a small few of the Tesla, I don't know, zealots, I'll call them, right? No offense to anyone who might be a zealot. But um, I think the criticism is warranted, right? And I think that we need to be able to talk about this as a community without fear of, of being drowned out by a, a few people who have large followings, who, um, 
you don't just think it's sunshine and roses and want to tell everybody out there that it is when there are legit challenges that we should be talking about. And I think that Elon should be listening to the broader community as a whole instead of just a handful of people who are going to stick their nose up his ass, quite frankly. Um, how's that, Noah? Is that good? <laughs> And I'm not an Elon hater. I'm not a Tesla hater. Obviously, and, I have and, I've owned four Teslas, right? And that's so the beauty. That's the beauty with it. Yeah. yeah, and and that goes to show that that speaks volumes, Paul. That yeah, you've owned four Teslas. You you believe in 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 the company and everything. You're not a hater, but and the mission. But you're yeah. at the same time you're allowed to have your own opinion and and uh, be critical of the company without fear of yeah, just idiots out there just like bullying you online type of thing. I agree. I totally I mean, agree. I, I think that there's at some point in time, you have to look at this objectively, right? And I think by any objective measure that the way this is happening is not customer friendly, right? Um, like for example, even, even with the score, I, I, I believe in safety. I think safety is a huge factor. But maybe it's like, okay, safe driver, and you can sort by mul multiple vari variables, right? So safe driver, and the next variable should be how long have you been waiting, right? Safe driver, how long you, have you been waiting? Yeah. And then maybe I, that's I, a more fair way to do it. Definitely right? with that. But I do yeah. think they do have a product right now because I put out a video last uh, couple of days ago about my commute with FSD and navigating on autopilot. And a lot of the comments were, well, that's not FSD beta. Well, no, it's not FSD beta, but it's FSD in its current state. And for me, driving from uh, in the GTA from point A to point B, which is 95% highway, it does it all. Like it pretty much does whatever FSD beta does, just not on city streets, right? So they do have a product that's available and like you kind of pay for it. The reason people bought the $10,000 is because we were told it's going to go up in price. So I might as well get it now. You get a bit of few features now. And hopefully it'll come soon and you don't have to pay as much as you will when the whole thing comes out. Right. Uh, I just agree with you that the rollout's kind of like iffy, but I do think it's maybe uh, a faster way to the end because like Waymo has been doing this for how many years by doing on their little test track and driving, like they're just going to get way more data this way uh, by having more cars out there and more beta testers. Just, yeah, I agree with the rollouts, not probably the best way in terms of customer service. Yeah, and, and like, you know, I know that Franklin, Mother Franklin, if he were here, would tell you that he reserved, what was it, four model wise? He, and he did that for Robo Taxi, yeah. right? So he really believed that this stuff was coming and that he would be able to have Robo Taxi. And that's not anywhere near term at all in our future, right? So I, I just think that the whole thing could have been done better, but it is what it is. And I just wish there was a fairer way for FSD beta to be distributed um, and then to have it in a way that that Canada, Europe, Australia, you know, U UK, I mean, where it's it's not as um, well, it, it's just unfair the way that they've done it, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's just how I feel about it. So I don't want to take over your whole show. Dax. And I was just going to say, just too, to make sure uh, Noah got his money's worth. If we were if we're all Americans, we might already have it. We won't be, we won't be complaining, but I guess we're behind the eight ball as well. No, you know, you know what? No, I, I don't agree, uh, Dan. I don't think this last five or ten minute conversation about um, FSC has anything. Let, let, let's not mix it up. It has nothing to do with 
uh, the Canadian versus U.S. thing. Like that's a whole separate issue. We're just talking about how the rollout is. If we if we were down in the states and we had American cars, uh, you know, we'd be equally pissed off whether yeah. we had a better chance of getting it tomorrow or not. Like I it has nothing to do with Canada. The whole reason it's not in Canada is, in my opinion, out of our control. Out of even Tesla's control, I think. I think that's, that's governing bodies. I, I, I disagree. I think that it's about focus, right? So if you look at, let's compare like, um, so smartwatches that have ECG or pulse oximeters or other things that are considered medical devices, right? So mm -hmm. if you look at Apple in, in Canada, they've been able to offer this you know, ECG for a long time. Uh, Samsung? Nope, still not on the Samsung watches here in Canada. And the reason being is because you have to be on top of the whatever that body is in Canada that governs this, right? And you know, in the watch example that I gave you, Apple fought and was on top of it and they got it approved. Samsung, meh, you know, they don't really put in the effort. It's still not approved after four years. And I think Tesla maybe is not putting the full effort that they could into getting this done in Canada. I, that's just my, you know, if I, if I draw an analogy to what's happened in the smartwatch world and with the medical features, then I, I think it's reasonable to assume that they have some control over how quickly this can be done in Canada, maybe in Europe. I'm not as familiar with Europe. If anyone's watching from Europe, um, you know, can chime in on that, but it's, it's lobbying the regu the regulators. Well, you'd think that they would they would lobby or talk to the regulators in parallel between the Americans and the Canadians, right? Why why is this not happening at the same time as opposed mm -hmm. to let's do the Americans now let's do Canada, right? Well, there are different governing bodies, and I think I think you touched on it at the beginning, Paul, is that uh, they're prioritizing, uh, they're they're picking, yeah, and obviously the U.S. is going to be their home market and their priority, and they want to get that. It's probably also if you look at their books, which we have no no access to but i'm sure they know that the majority of their their people are or their users are there in the states so it's a no-brainer for them to obviously go for the u.s market first True. and they they want to get They're that taken care of. yeah i know well that's and, and, I, and that's the whole thing it's the whole exchange of of money that that um i totally agree with you going back to that yeah there, there are a lot of people who reached out to me privately after i made that tweet last week and said, and they were just telling me their story. Like they bought FSD in 2017. They've since traded in their car. You know, they didn't get any value out of their purchase. So I, I know that there's people that feel this way, whether you're an American, a Canadian, if you're Australian, you know, oh, yeah. whatever, oh, yeah. British, it, it, it doesn't matter. I think there's the silent majority that is a, a little bit peeved about how this whole thing has come about. Right. A lot of those feelings, I think, could have been, um, they wouldn't be as strong if you were able to transfer FSD from vehicle to vehicle. And 100%. If I could have done that, I would be less, um, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. I would be spewing a little less hate. I don't know. <laughs> Am I spewing hate? I don't think so. No, just no you're, criticism, you're, right? you're disappointed. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not, it's not hate at all. And I totally agree with Darren. And uh, so many people have been calling for that. And yeah, Tesla stood their ground and said, nope, nope, nope. And I guess they figure that this whole subscription service is the answer to that. But 
it's not the same. If they were to give their loyal customers who stuck with them from all the way from 2016, 2017, even 2018, last three years, if you gave that option to those customers, and I know, then you get into the why them and not the people 29. I get it, right? But if you were to show some kind of loyalty... Sorry? You j- just give us something. Put up Noah's tweet that says just get a tweet, comment. Because I, I, I think I think he na- he's nailing it here, right? Where do something, right, to recognize that, hey, you know, you in good faith were an early adopter and bought FSD in 2017. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about anybody, right? And in recognition of that, you know, thank you. You know, we're going to allow you to transfer your uh, FSD purchase to another vehicle, right? Or, or something like that. I think you need to acknowledge and um, and and do something. But P, but you know, Tesla has no PR department, right? You know, so I don't even know if they're thinking about these things. Maybe they're not. And there's enough momentum that they're not worried about selling cars. They're sold out, right? So what really is going to drive? the behavior to improve um, relations with with their customers, right? especially their early adopters. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, I mean, this is a good segue. I was going to go into the whole Elon tweets about the safety score and everything, but we, we all know that. So we'll move on from that. Okay. But <laughs> along but no, along the same lines of, of, of your, your um, comments and your venting, uh, Paul, about FSD and then even touching on, on Dan's uh, video that came out again. I'm glad you brought that up, Dan, because I was going to mention that, uh, how people are saying, oh, that's not FSD and, and, and your video. And, and I knew when you put that up and I watched your video, yeah, I, 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 too. I, I knew that you were going to get that. I knew oh, I, and, too, and but, I totally you know. knew where you were coming from, but I just know the, the Tesla apostles out there. I know how they are. So I knew that was coming, but I'll, in, 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 you know, Following that, and uh, a, a good segue to that, we got to talk about our next topic. I think yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good segue. Where the NTSB, the new chair, and her name is where is it here? here um, Jennifer Hominday. Is that how you say it? Did I say it right? That's good okay. enough. <laughs> okay, yeah. She she's the new. Um, I guess I guess she's the new chair of the uh, NTSB, and um, she had an interview with the Wall Street Journal. And uh, she was pretty harsh. She was pretty critical about Tesla. And now I don't know if she's a Tesla hater or Tesla short or anything. I mean, initially when you hear the story, you think, oh, yeah, she doesn't like Tesla. And, and then you get a little defensive. And you're like, oh, why doesn't she Why doesn't she like Tesla? And just a typical another person criticizing. But what she talks about is the driver assist technology and, and how it's being called FSD, full self-driving, the name itself. It says here in the article, it says, the, criti- the, the criticism didn't stop uh, there with uh, Hamandi calling them uh, the use of, of the name misleading and irresponsible. She also uh, added that it has led to drivers abusing the technology. So she's calling the the um, technology or the name for it misleading and irresponsible. And you know what? At first, like when you first hear, like I said, going back a minute ago, you think, oh, no, just another Tesla hater. And you almost want to just dismiss it and stuff like that. But you know what? She has a point. And I've said this from for the – well, not from day one, but I've said it for a little while now that it's 
and I don't know if they'll ever change it. I don't, I don't know if any governing body will make them change it. I know there's a there's a country in Europe, I think, that uh, – I forget what country that is. They just last year, the year before, uh, said that they couldn't use that name. I think it was Germany, but I could be wrong. Um, but just a whole name, full self-driving, or even – let's go back to even autopilot. I mean, how many you, – you guys tell me. You guys said Tesla um, – owners how many times a week do you have to speak to your colleagues or your friends or family uh that when they bring up uh tesla like oh yeah your car drives itself right and then you have to correct them no it doesn't drive itself and then you have to explain but you have to explain to people why it's not autopilot why it's not fully auto or why it's not full self-driving like i don't know how many times i've had to have that discussion I'm sitting on my hands. <laughs> no, this so, is why I bring so, okay. this up, buddy. I want to hear your opinion. So no one does this better than Elon, okay? He's a master at it, where it's he'll, he comes up with something that is, on the one hand, so brilliant, right? So FSD, full self-driving, so brilliant, but so stupid at the same time, right? You know, it's brilliant in the sense that from a marketing perspective, it really kind of paints a picture of what the technology can do, whether it can or not, full self-driving. Just say it, full self-driving. Any normal human being who can comprehend a language would take that to mean the car drives itself, right? Of course. So it's brilliant from a marketing perspective. It's brilliant from a marketing perspective. I'm getting an echo. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm getting I think it's Darren. I just muted. Oh, okay. The work becomes stupid is on the execution, right? So brilliant idea, brilliant, you know, classic Elon, just brilliant, right? But the execution, he set himself up for almost failure because it's been four years or however many years it's been, and it's not full self-driving. So 100%, there is a point to be made here, right? Brilliant marketing. Execution is really challenging for anybody, right? So it's not necessarily that I'm I'm saying that that you know it, it'll never happen. I'm just saying that it might have been a little premature to call it full self-driving, right? No, I, I completely agree. I couldn't say it any better. That's exactly how it is. The 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 name is just so misleading. And and exactly how, what what that uh, lady says in the article or in that interview, that in Darren's article here, it's it is it's misleading. Now, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's irresponsible, but I see what she means. But it definitely is misleading. Now, what I would think is, I would say she has a point of it being irresponsible if everyone keeps telling Tesla, or in this case, let's just say Elon, that you got to change the name. People are confused. People are confused and it's doing this and it's doing that. And they refuse to change it. Yeah. Then, then I think it enters the realm of being irresponsible, but just off the bat, just initially it's, it's misleading. Yes, but not irresponsible. I think like the, the car can drive, like if when you take a summon, like the car can drive itself. But I think I agree with Paul in terms of like, had this comes to like I know their end game is a full self driving, and that's why they named it that because that's what they want. Uh, but yeah, the execution is just if it came sooner or if it came more like polished, then I think they can get away with it. But you're right; people think that it can drive itself fully, and that's why you get these yahoos on the internet doing stupid things. 
Yeah. yeah. But I but I, I think reasonably, right? Again, objectively and reasonably, if you went to a thousand people in a survey and asked them what does full self-driving mean, right? They would say that, well, it means I can, you know, hop in the back seat and and sleep from from Toronto to Montreal, mm -hmm. right? Which that's the the vision that was painted, right? And logically people will assume that that's what FSD means. And, and that's what I think that she, what her issue is with the um, terminology, right? So I definitely see the point. Um, it's, but, but, it, but again, then again, like I said, it's so brilliant from a marketing perspective, right? And I'm sure other manufacturers are saying, I wish I came up with that. Uh, same with autopilot. Right, because yeah. now you have ProPilot, you have you know Dream. Was it uh, that Blue, Lucid Colors? Right, like you know Blue Cruise, which really doesn't really say anything. <laughs> but like, it got, like I'll be honest, it got me because like when I was I bought my car in uh, late uh, or late 2019, and I there's lots of Teslas in my neighborhood. And I was I, I was intrigued by them, but what really hooked me was the full self driving because yes. I have a long commute, so I'm like, hey, let's check this out, and that's how I got involved in Tesla, really. I was just watching, uh, and, and we can talk about this more a little bit later, but I was just watching a bunch of uh, videos today about the Rivian, the R1T, and uh, one of the videos showed somebody, showed them driving on a highway and um, how it's very similar to autopilot, how it does it does has lane keep assist and, and traffic where cruise control, uh, but even like, the graphics and everything look very similar. So, you know, there's some kind of, there definitely some kind of influence, if not copying, uh, dare I say, from from Rivian. But I forget, any of you guys know uh, in here in the chat what the name of it was? It was something assist, but I remember I thought it had the word assist, assistive or assistance or something like that, which when, when, whenever they said it in, in a video, whoever was the video was, I forget. When they said it, I thought to myself, now that's a better name than full self-driving or autopilot. It, I, whenever, whatever it was, it made me think, now that's what they the should driver have done. Plus? No, I forget what it's called. Oh, highway Assist. Yeah, I think, I think Noah had it there. I think it was called Highway Assist or something like that. Um, they, they, it may call like now, now Kenneth is saying it was driver plus, so maybe you guys are right. Or Ooh, driver plus, but you know what I mean? Like anything like that, where even I know it sounds stupid, Paul, and I agree with you blue cruise. I mean, I know what they're doing, trying with the blue oval and Ford and everything like that and cruise, even some like arbitrary name like that, uh, would be better than autopilot. You hear the word auto and you yeah. know, or, or you, or full self or full it's not self-driving well, well even self-driving yes but at the same time like, like it's chevy's getting yeah. in heat for their uh, super cruise because people think when they think of super cruise they think of um, regular cruise control which is you let go of the wheel and you're good so they're getting chevy's getting in trouble for that one too well yeah there'll always be people that will you know argue you with you the interpretation of how they interpret it like there's always i mean i have to tell you guys you guys know i'm sure you you've experienced in, in your everyday lives that there are certain people they will argue they will sit there and argue with you just for arguing sake they'll argue that the sky is blue or it isn't blue just to argue so there's those people i get it right uh noah where was it um noah's suggestion is pretty good 
all in favor of changing the name to Future Self Drive. Self Drive. That's good. Have the same acronym. Yeah, FSD. Exactly. (laughs) Any opinion? That's brilliant. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if this came out while I was uh, rebooting there, but um, while Tesla calls it full self driving, none of the materials that they um, have on their website says that it's actually capable of driving by itself today. Um, Yeah, today. Um, Whereas Ford with their Blue Cruise, they actively market it as hands-free. Like they have Mm -hmm. images of people with their hands on their lap. They multiple times on their website say it's hands-free, hands-free, hands-free. Yeah, same with Chevy. In reality, that's not really the case, but they they don't get the same flack as Tesla does. So I think they have to because Blue Cruise could be a salad dressing, right? You know, so <laughs> I think they went too far the other way, right? Where it's it's ambiguous. People don't yeah. know what it is, right? Yeah. So no wonder why they're showing people with steering wheel and no hands because what is Blue Cruise? Well, I, I was uh, a you know I, I agree. You know what though? I, I'm I'm excited Blue's to Cruise. <laughs> that, that's what I think. If of, anyone had yeah. kids a few years ago. <laughs> I'm excited. Like I was saying, I was excited for the future of cars, whether it's electric cars or full self-driving or, or whatever. I was away this weekend and I uh, had a buddy of mine uh, that he just got a new uh, Hyundai, that, that big one, the Palisade, whatever it's called. Pal- I forget how he pronounced it, the big SUV. Um, and he was telling me how his car, like he, I for- he doesn't know what name it was and I forget what name it was of what Hyundai calls it, but it's basically the same thing. It's lane keep assist, with traffic where cruise control and he was telling all the guys that were there it's like oh yeah he goes i could just let go of the wheel and the car just steers and i said so how does it work and i i i didn't know hyundai had a, a system like that I, I know other companies do but i wondered i asked him i said how does it work like when you come around a corner like a, a sharp corner not a turn but a corner does it still stay in the center or does it sort of ping pong and he goes, no, no, it stays in the center. And I said, does it slow down? And he says, no. So it sounds like it's pretty good. Um, but I, you know, I've, I've heard other people say that, you know, uh, different other legacy manufacturers of their driving assist or whatever they equivalent is called to uh, autopilot works crap. And it's, none of them are as good as autopilot. So who knows? Mm-hmm. And we all know. Tech. Yeah. Like, you know, there there might be, you know, this discussion we're having about, you know, whether it's the right marketing term or, you know, if it's confusing or this kind of stuff. But when you think about what they've accomplished, right, it's actually quite brilliant, right, in terms of what the car is capable of. So I think the confusion, again, is back to the expectations that were set either directly or indirectly when uh, full self-driving was first marketed, right? And it's, it's hard to get past that, even if you change the words on the website about what full, full self-driving is. So brilliant technology. I don't think anyone can deny that. If you, if you don't have a Tesla today and you're, and you're watching and listening to this, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, it's really fantastic. And uh, navigate an autopilot on the highway if you don't have FSD beta, uh, to the point we were talking about earlier with Dan's last video is it's full it's full self-driving on the freeway pretty much. I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Before we um, move on to the next topic, let me just go around the table here one last time and get everyone's just give me one answer to this question. 
would you agree that they should change the name today? How the software is now, Paul? Uh, no, I, I don't think they should change the name, right? I think they need to reframe the expectations, not by changing some of the words on their website when you buy, right? But I think that there's some education that should happen um, for current owners and future owners so that expectations are managed, right? Yeah. I, th I think, like I said 10 minutes ago, like full self-driving from a marketing perspective is hitting the nail on the head, right? That is fantastic. Um, and then if they, they just need to work on the execution. Yeah. Uh, Darren, you think they should change your name? Um, just to be contrary, um, maybe they should. Um, to Paul's point about um, changing how people think about it, I think maybe it's gone too far. It's been in people's minds for too long now to be able to do that. So maybe Possibly. maybe yeah. a, f a fresh name might be able to achieve that. Dan? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just to, like, I think any name they pick, I think they're going to get hate just because people love to hate on Tesla. Uh, much to Darren's point with, uh, like, Chevy and Ford, they actually advertise hands-free, like hands-free driving, which Tesla does not do that. Yet no one's harping on them at all. Uh, but also with Darren's point, might just as in terms of, like, uh, like get away from that kind of name, maybe change the name just to uh, like refresh it. But no, I don't think they need to change the name just to avoid that legal trouble. Okay. Whatever name they picked, I think they're going to get heat for it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Just wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. And I think uh, we did a pretty good job there. And I agree with all you guys. What's, what's, your what's that? What's your opinion? Oh, my, my opinion. Yeah. You know what? I, I think they, the, I, I agree with you. Darren, I think they probably should change the name temporarily. At least it'll show that they've they're listening to people, and they understand. You know, they're listening, and they understand that it is confusing people. And when when everything is done and over with, and they get to level four, level five, and it actually truly is, then they can go back to the name, and, and they can. And if they market it, and we know Tesla and Elon is uh, brilliant at marketing, they can market it and say the return of FSD or the return of uh, well, autopilot, call it 2.0, whatever. I think that would be a good opportunity, I guess. You know what could happen, right? And this historical precedent for this is, remember the, the trouble that Elon got in on, uh, for the flamethrower? So then he called it not a flamethrower. So maybe they'll go not FSD. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Play on those, on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so, like that. that would be good. Paul, yeah. tweet that out after the show. Uh, tweet that out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mo <laughs> moving right along. Um, speaking of stuff that we're hoping for and stuff like that. Um, I love the, that thing. The cyber quad. Yeah. Now, now, I know we didn't talk. People haven't been talking about it much since – and like Darren says in the article, it's almost two years ago that we first saw it. But I didn't think it went away. I didn't think that they weren't going to do it. Now, do I think they're going to do it when they release the, the the truck itself? Probably not. It'll be an accessory. I think it'll come after the fact. But if Tesla says they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Are they going to do it on time or any kind of timely fashion? <laughs> we all know that answer, right? But I wasn't surprised when I heard this article how that it's now revived uh, with a new tra trademark application. Now, they had to do that because, you know, if they didn't, they, they need to – it's all this intellectual property. They have to uh, protect it, right? So I wasn't 
a surprise. Now, my question to you guys, uh, I mean, I think somebody said it. I think it was Paul said they liked it. My question to you is, do you guys like this? And B, the second part of the question is, how much do you think it's going to be? Let's start with, let's go in reverse this time. We'll start with Dan. Uh, I don't know. I obviously it's really cool looking. I'm not an ATV guy. I don't know how much ATV sell for. Neither uh, am I, but so I, I still want to get one. Maybe I don't know, sixteen thousand. Is that right? Or I have no idea, buddy. I I, my my curiosity is what's the what's the range going to be like in terms of where they're going to fit the batteries? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's not that big. I don't Very think, light. Yeah, it doesn't and have if they'll to make have a kids version. I don't know, but it looks it looks darn cool. Darren, what do you think? Um, like Dan, I'm not an ATV guy. I have no idea how much these things cost, but if Tesla is planning to introduce a $25,000 car in the next couple of years, I yep. would hope this is significantly less than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. True. It, My well, prediction would be about, would be, you know, 899 USD. That's my prediction. Eight. 99 sorry eight eight thousand nine hundred ninety nine. Oh yeah oh sorry i hope it's nine grand <laughs> nine grand us yeah i mean i have no idea what they go for any uh the gas ones go for so you're right i don't have a clue but you can always tack on the ev tax because when i say the tax it's just everything that's ev is going to be more because of the battery and then you tack on the tesla tax which because it's tesla you pay a little bit more so i mean yeah i guess if these things and I'm maybe someone in the chat can educate us because it doesn't sound like any of us know if if anyone in chat knows what they go for. If but for example, for argument's sake, let's say they go for five, then yeah, I can see it being eight to nine with with those increases I just mentioned. Yeah, I I, I haven't bought an ATV before, but uh, it's a little bit similar. Where just before COVID, we were looking at buying um, the jet skis or whatever they're called, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought it was funny because I was like, oh, I was saying to my wife, let's go, go buy a couple of them, right? Because I thought they were maybe four or $5,000 each. And it's like, you know, the, any one that you would want to buy was 12000 This is Canadian dollars. Um, so don't underestimate how much this thing yeah. will cost. Oh, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's it's 5000 Let's just say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think it'd probably be in the ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I, I agree with you. I think it probably is, um, which puts it out of my price range. But you know what? I'd still love to buy one. Uh, and I hope we get access to anyone that is buying a Cybertruck, has access to it a first and maybe even exclusively. Because I would hate for just anybody, anyone to just buy one, even if they don't have a Cybertruck, and get it before, like, people that have signed up for a Cybertruck, I think we should get first dibs of it. And you know what? You buy it and you never know. You could like turn use it for a season or two and turn around and sell it and maybe make some money. Not make some money, but maybe like not lose too much. Who knows? It seems like everything that uh, Tesla makes as as a collector's, like the flamethrower and the bottles of uh, what is it? Tequila yeah. seems to be like, you know, going up in price. So I, I think that even that a uh, surfboard is uh, up there in price too. So yeah. you guys have any of those things? 
nothing. <laughs> oh, I sorry. I have the little mini cyber truck that I overpaid yeah. for. I have some stock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Darren's got oh, it. Oh, there you go. Excellent. Is it Tesla tequila or the decanter? That's just the decanter. My tequila is still sitting in the U.S. waiting to come across the border when it's allowed. Okay. okay. Nice, nice. But but you know, like one of the things we we kind of didn't get quite into is that what what else might be driving that price? And and I think design is a big part of it because, and and this is why I love Cybertruck. And it's so polarizing, right? Because especially when it first came out, it was very polarizing. But the different design, right? Something unique, right? And I think Tesla does a really good, great job at that. Um, so, and I think in the future, we'll probably see even more real cool designs coming out of Tesla. Um, so it, it's very exciting. I, I think you know that um, ATV is just probably the start of some of the things that we're going to start seeing that would be cool in terms of if they keep the cyber name and have a like have a cyber version of a car right yeah, yeah. something like really like futuristic like yeah you know throw out all the old ideas about car design and just build something different and i think that's what they've done with the cybertruck oh i can't wait man and like i said yeah. after watching these um uh videos for rivian today i actually <laughs> uh you guys in, in in some of the offline group chats that we have, you saw that I actually went to the Rivian website and I priced it out here in Canada. And, you know, it's like, it's anywhere from 90 to about 105 mm. Canadian. Uh, so it's, it's out of my price range, but I thought, you know what? I just did a lot of camping this year with my Tacoma, pulling our trailer around all over Ontario. And I just can't, I, I, I will eventually, I have all the receipts and everything. I will eventually add up how much I paid in gas. But it, even halfway through the summer, I turned to my wife and I'm like, you know what? This damn Cybertruck can't come soon enough when I'm paying $90 and $95 for a fill-up and I'm towing something and it's only getting me like 250 to 300 kilometers on a tank. And it's just driving me nuts. And of course, my wife hates it. So she's like, no, it can take its sweet-ass time to come. <laughs> right? <laughs> but but so it got me thinking after I saw it today. I'm like, you know what? maybe I can get rid of this damn Tacoma and just buy this Rivian and then when to, and just use it and save all the money and everything, even though it's going to cost an arm and leg. And then when the Cybertruck comes, sell the Rivian and buy the Cybertruck. But then I thought to myself, you know what, when the Cybertruck comes, the price for Rivians are probably going to tank. I could be wrong. They, I don't yeah. Know. They got first mover advantage for pickup. Right. What's yeah. the timeline so, for the Rivian in Canada? It said when I was on the website, now, you know, I don't know if this is like, uh, like Tesla timeline, but it said January twenty twenty two. So, who knows? But got me is thinking. It, is it being delivered in the U.S. right now? Rivian? Starting. They Starting? just they they just started last week to the uh, employees. Was it, Darren? That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, I did read that. I, I think you're right. I think the price is going to fall once Tesla releases Cybertruck. Um, or maybe not, because there's a huge, there's a huge waiting list, right? And uh, yeah, demand's going to be high for electric trucks. Well, that's yeah. the thing, right? And and I was I was shocked yeah. that it said January. I mean, I would even wait till like March or April because you can't really use. I, I what I actually buying it for is strictly towing, right? So I could wait till even May. But I was shocked when I saw January. I know if I was to go on the Ford website and buy the the electric F one fifty. 
that I wouldn't be seeing, even if I reserved it now, even though it's going to be the Cybertruck to production, I think the line, the, the, a, the limited production that Ford's doing and the demand for it, I wouldn't see it. I'd, I'd so, sooner see my uh, Cybertruck um, reservation probably before I saw the, the F-150. And you know what? I mean, then it crossed my mind, the whole thing with um, uh, charging and and superchargers and everything. And and that's what locks me into Tesla. I hate to say it. It's not the only 100%. thing, but it is it is a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was, I, I don't know if anyone saw the, so uh, Marquez Brownlee's so MKBHD channel, he and a, and a couple of friends drove EVs, yep. uh, two EVs and I think in an ICE vehicle up through Lake Placid around and then back to Manhattan. And the Ford, I think it was a Ford Mustang EV, um, every time they pulled up to a Electrify America, it didn't work. Right or it was broken, and the charger didn't work, or they didn't work on the car. The charger didn't. I don't know. They 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 couldn't charge, so um, that car didn't even make it to Lake Placid. They had to go uh, some other way. But uh, my point being is that the only reliable charging network, as far as I can tell right now, and I'd be you know, glad to be proven wrong about this, is the Tesla supercharger network. It's it's a crown jewel of of Tesla, I think. No, sure. I, I was chatting with the Amaki owner as well this week, and over the summer they did a, a kind of last-minute road trip, and they didn't take the Maki because it would have required too much planning in the time they had to figure out where, which route they're going to go and where they're going to be able to find chargers. Whereas if you're in a Tesla, you just get in your car and go. It tells you yeah. which chargers to stop at, how long you're going to be there. It, it's uh, it's foolproof. Yeah, but it, it makes you wonder, like, how can you operate a service that these and, and this has happened to me before, like myself, right back when I first got my Model X in 2017 in Canada, there weren't very many supercharging stations. There were two. There were one in Toronto, one in Barrie. And I had a Chatham adapter. And I swear to God, every time I pulled up to a non Tesla EV charger, the thing was broken. Right. <laughs> like and, and then you still hear these stories today. You know, for people who didn't buy a Tesla and they're out there traveling and trying to juice up and and the you know gas pump, for lack of a better word, right, is broken. It's just very strange to me. It even, is. When, even when it does work, they make it more difficult by having screens and you have to put in a credit card or use an app or a key card or it's yeah, it, it's ridiculous. I first saw that earlier in the summer when Kyle from Out of Spec Motoring, he went around with the uh, Porsche Taycan and he found all these Electrify America spots broken and stuff like that. Anyways, getting back to uh, uh, Paul's point about uh, Marquez doing that video, Marquez stole my video idea. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> he steals all my ideas too. I've got something coming. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> Screw Marquez. I'm still going to do it. Uh, my lawyers are speaking to his lawyers anyways. But I'm going to do a, vid- a very similar video comparing that because I've been thinking about thinking about doing it and uh, Franklin won't get off his lazy ass to help me do it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> He's not even here to defend himself. <laughs> I know. I know. That's Does what I could say. Does he still own a Tesla? No. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> But you know what? Um, I was going to save, and we're running out of time, um, but we'll see see if we can do it. You know how we do the stories at the end. But 
uh, I was going to save this till the end, but this is a perfect opportunity to talk about exactly what Darren was saying and 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 you guys were saying about you you go to these other public chargers, let me just call it, or non-Tesla supercharger chargers. And uh, yeah, they're so cumbersome. My story is I was, uh, my wife, I was away for the weekend and my wife decided to take the kids from our place to Collingwood, Blue Mountain, uh, just for a day trip. She took the Tesla. She told me she was thinking of doing it the night before and I, I she wasn't committed to it. So I just let the car charge to 80 like it normally does. Uh, but if she had told me she was going, I would have put it to 90, maybe even 100. Not to say that she couldn't make it there and back, but just so it wouldn't ha- give her any any issues or no anxiety or anything like that. So I didn't know if she was going 100%. Next thing you know, I, I look I look um, uh, at my phone. I get a text from her that she's uh, on her way up at like 9.30 in the morning. And I'm like, oh, I should have charged her car more for you. Anyways. This is where she has to because she's going to become the full owner of that car, hopefully in another year and a half, two years. Uh, so she needs to, you know, wrap her head around this kind of stuff. She's going to be driving and, and making these uh, trips and impromptu things. So she drove up there, um, and then I was looking at, at, at what she got there with, and she had to do a, a few other things to go around here and there, other places. And at one point, she was at a Walmart in Collingwood, which is, I looked at Google Maps, it was four minutes away from the Collingwood supercharger. And I was trying to get her on the phone. I'm like, you know what, if you got time, go over to the Collingwood supercharger, plug it in for just five minutes. And then in that five minutes, you'll have more than enough and then there'll be no no anxiety, right? I could, long story short, I couldn't get hold of her. So uh, she did what she had to do. And then uh, I called, when I did get hold of her, uh, I said, you know what, how much do you have to get back? And she told me, and I said, okay, well, she goes, am I going to make it? I said, well, put in the destination of home and see what the car tells you. And the car said she was going to get back with 11%. So I'm like, okay, well, even if you cut that in half, still coming home with what I call quote unquote fumes, but better nothing. It just so happens that she was, when she called me and she was leaving, she was leaving Blue Mountain itself. And Blue Mountain, if anyone knows, has public charge point chargers there. So Part of me said, you know what, let her go to the charge point and charge up there for a little bit. And then I thought to myself, for me to explain to her over the phone how to go about it's I, I might as well tell her how to do the open heart surgery. And it has nothing to do with her. It's just you try to tell anyone how to go about navigating payment or swiping your fob or using your phone to like, you know, get get the unlock the charger and stuff like that that's never done it before you get someone that's never done it before it's like impossible so i'm like you know what screw that like i mean i just couldn't be bothered and i knew she'd get frustrated and with the car kids in a car and everything and so i said you know what just chance it i'd rather you chance it and get stranded <laughs> than try to explain to you uh charge point and charge point's one of the more simpler ones too so she yeah. long story short she, she made point. it home with like uh, I think 8%. Uh, so no harm, no foul. But to your point, guys, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it was a supercharger, I know she could back up, press the button, plug it in, nothing. Automatic handshake, reliable, no problem. But for me to have to explain to her, well, it's a charge point, so you have to look for the charge point app. You have to download it. You have to sign into your – you know what? I, I mean, like – Not a credit card. Yeah, like, it's right. just yeah. – it's just – so cumbersome and until these companies wrap their head around that and make it easier then 
I hate to say it, the adoption for other manufacturers to do for EVs to do long road trips is going to be it's going to be hard for them. Yeah. And so, that, that also kind unless, of go ahead. Sorry, unless uh, Tesla starts sharing their supercharger network. I, I was just going to say we, the same we thing. Right? Now or we have time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't we, know if we, we have time it. to get into that. No, we we could touch on it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to to uh, dwell on it too much, but we can we can talk about that definitely. Yeah. So that'll either a improve the network because I hear they're doubling what they usually do in a year because of this, which would be great. Uh, but I also don't want to if there's going to be all these other EVs, I don't want to sit a Tesla supercharger and wait for because it's full, you know. Yeah, I don't. I I just don't know if it'll be full. Well, not so much I, I, here, but like other places, like in the in the states, more so in like California, right? Like they're already full to begin with. Oh yeah, right now. Oh yeah, they'd have to they'd have to double or triple what they're doing in California. And I mean, they'd ha- already have to put more in California, hands down, without them even expanding to other manufacturers. But yeah, especially if they do places like that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I see that in Toronto? No. I mean, Paul just told us about um, uh, four new ones in Innisfil. Yeah, uh, is, a, is is a small town, uh, just probably half hour, forty minutes north of uh, um, Toronto area, and there's already two separate locations in another town, just or city, just probably five ten minutes away from there, called Barrie, Ontario, and they've got two sets. So I'm, I really scratched my head. And I remember talking to you about that, Paul. Like, why I, why do they put them there? Well. You know, that's a really good question. I, I don't I don't know. But I do know that the ones that are so close to that new uh, service center um, in Barrie are highly unreliable. The ones that are in Park Place in, in Barrie, I don't know if anyone's watching that's familiar with that uh, supercharger right. location. But it's 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 the slowest. It's, it was it was the second supercharger location in Canada after Lawrence in oh, Toronto, maybe. right? Oh, okay. So it's it's maybe it's seen better days. I don't know. But I, I would expect that these four that are going in are probably going to be, um, what are they, like 250 or? V3s, yeah. V3s, right? Kilowatt. Um, so, you know, maybe because the ones that are just up the street are, are you're lucky to get 72 kilowatt <laughs> if you're lucky, yeah. you know, from those particular ones. But who knows, right? But I, but I do have an opinion on whether or not we should be sharing the uh, supercharger. Share um, your opinion, please. Yes, uh, and you probably all know what I'm going to say, which is I don't like it <laughs> uh, for the reasons that Dan mentioned. Right? It's I think that to some extent, as buyers of Tesla, we've paid uh, for you know building out this um, this service, right? And it's kind of like you know Apple sharing the Lightning connector, right? It you know that just never happened, even though it was superior at the time to the other options. And you know I I buy Tesla because. I don't want to wait for a Chevy Volt to charge while I'm, you know, needing a charge. So uh, I agree with Dan, and um, I think a lot of people probably feel the same way. Now I, I'm very aware that about the barrier to adoption of EVs in general, right, and the benefit of of EVs um, from a climate change perspective, all this kind of thing. So so definitely, there's part of me that wants to accelerate that. Um, but I, I'm hoping that there's another idea, like someone else needs to step up, right, and uh, build a reliable charging network. And when you're in, eco, in an ecosystem like Tesla and you pay for these type of things, you expect to be able to show up and charge your car. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. 
going back to Rivian, hopefully Rivian is, is going to be that. They, next I think company. Rivian is building out the road. Yeah. If I understand correctly. Right. Yeah. 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 What's your opinion, so Darren? Yeah. I agree with Paul and Dan. Uh, I don't like it. The, with the way the network is currently, um, I don't think it's feasible, at least in North America, uh, for opening it up to other, other EVs. Um, that is supposed to start in Europe first because they have the, yeah. the CCS plugs there. Um, maybe based on their experience there, they'll slow down uh, further opening it up in North America until the network's grown by two, three times its current size. Yeah. Maybe that'll happen. You have yeah. to wonder, though, how much money will they make off opening the supercharger versus how much money they'd make off selling cars because people know that Tesla has a mm -hmm. supercharger network. So they, they're they going to buy a Tesla vehicle because of that and not someone else's, right? So uh, they're kind of trading off money, like as far as income. Yeah, that, that that's exactly it, right? If you can go to the reliable Tesla charger with your Chevy, then you know, maybe you won't consider buying a Tesla. Yeah, true. Yeah, I see what you mean. But it 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 also could be, and in, in the U.S. in particular, and and I hate when this happens because it stifles innovation, right? So Tesla saw this as an opportunity to build out the charging network because they knew you had to build, um, you know, the cart before the horse in a way, right? And because the other manufacturers didn't see this and weren't on top of it, you know, now Tesla is potentially penalized from the regulators who uh, might be hearing antitrust from Tesla's competitors, right? Because it's a closed ecosystem. Yeah. And I hate when that happens. I hate it too. That's <laughs> crap. I, I agree. That's crap. Yeah. I think be, they're getting penalized because of their uh, foresight. Like, I mean, and, and you know what? You can't even call call it now that that the other manufacturers didn't see it because it's been around so long they've seen that this model works like you said paul the the, the cart before the horse so there's a lot of manufacturers that that haven't started up their ev program or if they have started up since in infancy that they could easily start building it out now and take a page out of tesla's book but mm -hmm. nope they're just going to be too lazy to just gonna rely on on like all these other manufacturers other than Rivian and other than Volkswagen, even though they were forced to do it, they're just going to rely on, on the public charging things. That's exactly it. They, they saw it happening and they chose not to do anything. Exactly. Even Ford, even Ford, uh, even Ford who just yesterday announced like $11 billion to build uh, battery factories and EV factories. They aren't building their own network. They're, they're still relying on third party providers. Yep. Yep. You know, I agree with you guys. Uh, let's just touch on this topic quickly before, because I sort of promised some people that we were going to talk about it and then we'll uh, wrap up with uh, stories if you guys have any, and then just wrap up the show. Uh, basically just the, the cyber truck, um, the design, it was just recently spotted uh, what it looks like possibly Fremont somewhere in California, at least uh, they weren't, didn't really disclose where it was. There was some user on um, the cyber truck owners club, uh, that posted this video on Sunday. And if anyone's looking at home, you can see the video. Uh, I don't know if you'll get the sound, but um, it's just the Cybertruck. It's like a five second TikTok video of it going by. And then it just loops over and over. And then there's another video down here where you see it up closer. And and uh, Darren's article basically is wondering, is it the new design or the original prototype design? But if you scroll down to the video down here where it's closer up, you can actually see it coming in and out. Uh, it's 
it's actually just going forward, but the video, the typical TikTok style video where it's going in reverse, it doesn't have any door handles. And it's one of the things that Elon says that the new changes are going to be no door handles. So is it to, are we to believe that this is probably not that original prototype that's been all over the place? That this is, might be a new one? It's just mirrors. It looks smaller. I was just going to say the exact same thing. Well, that's and that's another rumor, right? That they were supposed to make it three or five percent smaller, and then Elon changes mind again, and who knows, right? Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, you know what? It does look a little. It looks I don't like know. a regular truck, though, like in terms of size. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, uh, it's really hard to say. You got two two people standing there. Yeah. They're standing further away from the vehicle, so it's hard to gauge. Um, you know, their height and the perspective and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. just looking at it, it looks smaller to me. No, well, a very good find there by uh, whoever did it and, and uh, yeah. good for putting that out in the article. I'm very excited. Oh, you know, well, like, like I said, buddy, I, I watching all these Rivian videos today, I was like, ah, oh, I just so badly wanted a, a electric pickup truck. And I was went on, like I told you, I went on a website and everything. And then I saw this article by Darren today and I'm like, okay. Back to the Cybertruck. <laughs> I wasn't swayed. <laughs> yeah. I What's the latest swayed. on Texas Gigafactory in production? Darren, do you know? Um, what is the latest? I don't think there's been any dates thrown around. Like, um, like Giga Berlin has the October date floating around. Um, yeah. There hasn't really been a date for Giga Texas. But they did do that first pre-production uh, Model Y, I don't know, like maybe three weeks ago now. Yeah. Okay. I remember so that. They're on track, but there's no firm date yet. I'm really hoping that Elon sandbag this time and it's actually going to come sooner than he says. What are we talking about? The, the factory itself or, or the cybertruck? No, no, the, the cybertruck. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm wishful thinking too, same just like you wishing and hoping. But I don't know. I have a feeling it's we're gonna be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll, we'll probably hear more uh, October 7th, I think it is, at the shareholder meeting. Yeah. That they moved that to Giga Texas. So I've got a feeling there might be some announcements there about production, at least in the Model Y from Giga Texas. Oh, the shareholder yeah. meeting? Yeah. You said that in your article that you think that maybe that that is uh, that Cybertruck is on its way to the to be displayed at the shareholder meeting? Yeah, could be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any you guys? Uh, well, that's it for the news. Any you guys have a quick? Uh, I almost said Cybertruck. A quick Tesla story uh, that's happened to you guys in the past month or so. While Dan Dan's gonna send me something, I don't think he can send it right here, Dan. I can share it though, right? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, you can share it. Yeah, you can share yeah. your screen too. Yeah. Dan Dan just wants to show us something. It, it's test related i take it dan it is it's just uh i'm doing a contest on my youtube oh yeah uh, that's right. so if you guys want to enter it, it's these cool uh custom arrow caps uh so it's kind of like the ones that tesla are selling now except uh you can customize them with whatever color you want uh so i'll play the video quickly let me i don't know if that's going to work or not oh, i see it here yeah uh at the stream <laughs> Probably don't need the sound, but yeah. Oh, the music, you gotta keep the music. You gotta keep the music? Okay, not everyone's gonna hear it. I
So if you want a set of those, uh, I'm doing the contest until October 3rd. Uh, so at midnight, October 3rd is when you can enter and just go to my YouTube and uh, leave a comment and subscribe and you'll be entered. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. They, they actually very look very nice, very attractive looking caps. It changes the whole look of the wheel, I think. Yeah. The Tesla ones are flat and these ones have a little bit of a style to them and you can customize them. So I, I like them a lot better than the Tesla ones. Cool. Cool. And you guys got any stories? You don't have to. Uh, don't feel compelled to or anything. And we can just end it here if you don't. But if you have a story you want to share with us, be my guest. The floor is all yours, anyone. The, the only I, story. Go, go ahead, Darren. I guess I got a short one for once. Um, <laughs> last weekend, we had a little, little Tesla meetup with some local owners here. And it was just in a parking lot of a mall. Um, nice. And it was close to a Tim Hortons. Um, and for whatever reason, not once but twice, uh, the first time was a Subaru and the second time was an Audi, I think. Did a burnout right in front of us. Like, it came to a complete stop right in front of us and just revved the engine and <laughs> did a burnout. Um, I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys at the Tesla meetup, but it seems like they're a little insecure. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, we've heard some engines ro racing and roaring as they drive by uh, at a couple of my meetups, but no, not never came into the lot and burned out in front of us. No, yeah. that's ballsy. How was the how was the meetup? How was the turnout? Good. It was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even two uh, mobile service rangers showed up. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, sweet, nice. Oh, speaking of meetups. Um, there is, for anyone in the greater Toronto area, in the East End, there is going to be a, a quick impromptu meetup. It was just planned uh, in in the last few days. I'm going to put it on my Facebook page uh, as soon as I get the details uh, laid out. But basically, it's going to be, you know what? <laughs> it's going to be, I, I believe, at the, is it Pickering or Ajax where the supercharger is? There. Anyone help me? No? Wherever the supercharger is in Durham, I think it, I, I want to say it's Ajax. Now I'm thinking Pickering. Pickering or Ajax, it's going to be there on October 2nd, which is this Saturday. Uh, the time, you know what? You got a story, Paul? No. <laughs> Dan, you got a story? Uh, not really. Make one up, for God's sakes. Man. Yeah, I just think, you know, it's been very quiet on, I know, the, I know. on the Tesla front. Um, actually, one thing that I that I did observe, uh, it was downtown Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and I just was amazed at the number of Teslas that I saw. Yeah. Like, you know, back in the day, it was like, you know, few and far between. And and it was just like, wow, you know, it, they've Tesla's really captured some market share. Yeah, I right? And I thought to, that was very interesting. I came to work and uh, I know of two other people at my job that have Teslas and I showed up a couple of nights ago and there was four in the lot just there. So I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so one thing, if you're going to talk about uh, stories is the Tesla wave, if we can please get that back going. Cause I remember, uh, when I first got my Tesla, I did the old wave and people wave back. Yes. Now, not let's so wave so people. Let's do a public <laughs> service announcement. Please wave when you see another Tesla driver. Yeah. I, I wave all the time. And I, I would say that, you know, back in the day, everybody waved. Now it's maybe, I don't know, half. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Dan? Half? Less, than half. Here. less than half. Yeah. It's definitely changed. Right. Mm. So, so if you're watching this, yeah. wave. Wave. <laughs> wave. Yes. 
It is. I don't. I don't get why people. I don't know. I, you know what? I think. I think just some people don't know about it. No, they don't. Maybe there's because there's so many new. Teslas now. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, there is so many new, new people to it, right? Uh, I think I have it here. Uh, let me see if I can throw it here. Okay. Um, we'll just end off that. End off with this uh, public service message, and then we can go. So, okay, can you guys see that on your screen there? Yeah, so it is Saturday, October 2nd at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And I was right and I was wrong. It has said the Pickering uh, Tesla Supercharger just off Brock Road there. Uh, so anyone in the GTA wants to go to a meetup, uh, I won't be there. I, I, but that's uh, even a better reason for you guys to go because I'm not going to be there. Uh, Saturday, October 2nd, 2 to 4. It'll probably go longer than 4, but 2 o'clock when it starts. At the uh, Supercharger in Pickering, that's 1899 Brock Road in Pickering, Ontario. Be there, uh, and there's going to be refreshments and different things there. Well, Franklin's going to be ice cream nearby. True. And sushi. <laughs> and, and sushi. And sushi. Well, folks, thanks very much for, guys, thanks very much for uh, helping me out with the podcast tonight. Uh, we're uh, we're a usual one, one hour and 24 minutes in. <laughs> um where can people find let me start with dan where can people uh, find you dan uh northern tesla on twitter and uh northern tesla i just started yeah pan instagram i'm not on there too often i'm trying to get there and obviously northern tesla on uh, youtube yeah perfect and uh darren where can people find you i mean it says yeah, right in your I thing but... that's it. <laughs> yeah yeah informative uh, website and uh paul yeah, youtube.com slash teslaconnect, twitter.com slash teslaconnect. Perfect. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, people listening and watching, thanks for um, uh, participating to the people in the chat tonight. I appreciate your uh, input and your participation. We can't uh, – it would be pretty boring just talking, the four of us amongst ourselves. So it's, I'm, I'm happy and I'm glad we have some good interaction and uh, good debate and, um, you know, it, it makes for an interesting and good show. It got but, feisty there for a while. Yeah, yeah. But but in a good Canadian way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. A lot of stories. Sorry. Nobody died. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.